Dust settles on an action-packed season. We review the season as a whole, looking at who are the winners and who are the losers. This is the 2022 season review. Hello and welcome back to the British Touring Car Podcast. And you join us for another one for the season review. It, the dust has all settled. And he's repeating the intro. Yes, basically. And we have a new British Touring Car Champion in Tom Ingram. We do. Which we do. Yeah, it was I, I imagine people that comes a shot, people will probably know this by now. <laughs> yes. It was a fantastic final weekend, uh, which we reviewed last time out from Brands Hatch. Um and I wonder whether he stopped partying yet. I imagine he, if he stopped partying he's still smiling. Yes, well, he's always smiling. Well, there is that, yeah. But I, I imagine that grin is a lot bigger. Um, I've also had a little like sneak peek. He's been doing some club racing since then at Snetterton. He has indeed, yeah. So it's been a busy time for Ingram. No rest for the wicked. Um, obviously, a guy that just loves racing. But it's now time, as you said, to go through the season as a whole. Let's see who are the winners, who are the losers, what are the final grades. And let's just review it as a whole. Yeah, so before we start the season, there are a few changes, a few people coming back, a few new entries into the British Touring Cars. We had Dexter Patterson debut with Laser Tools Racing, replacing the outgoing Ash Sutton, who moved across to Motorbase and Napa Racing. George Gamble came in with Car Gods Sicily, alongside Adam Morgan. Michael Kreese returned to the series after his split with BTC uh, and replaced Dan Lloyd at Powermax. Dan Lloyd then moved on to Hyundai alongside Chilton, Ingram and Butel. Uh, Bobby Thompson returned to the series with Team Hard um, in the Cupra. Rob Carlisle's son, Ricky Carlisle, returned to the series to race alongside Butcher at um, Toyota Gazoo Racing, replacing Sam Smelt. Ash Hand also came into the series for his debut alongside uh, Chris at Powermax. And finally, Will Powell made a debut in the series in the Cooper, replacing Jack Goff. Yeah, as always, a lot of moves and shakers, and we expect to see the same going into the 2023 season. The silly season is in full effect. We'll do something on that nearer at a time, because it's far too early to start speculating at the moment. Yeah, so the how the podcast is going to look today, we're going to go through each driver, um, sort of like in the team that they're in, look at their performance across the season, maybe pick out a few highlights, a few lowlights, give them an overall grade in the season, um, and then also look at how the team has performed, whether they think we think they've been above or below expectations. Absolutely. Without any further ado, then let's get the report cards in. And we'll start with Colin Turkington, a championship hopeful, got to the final day with a chance of winning. How do you rate his season as a whole? What have been some of the highlights? What have been some of the lowlights? It's been a really solid season for him. He's had a few different challenges this season as well. One having Hill within that same umbrella of a team in the same car. Same equipment, It's it was always going to be a challenge, a bit like when Andrew Jordan was there alongside him as well. Yeah, that might um, Yeah, exactly. He's fallen a little bit short at the end, um, so much so that he's actually closer to Butcher in fifth than he is to Hill in third. Yeah. And I think he'll be a little bit disappointed by that, but by race two at Brands on the final weekend, he knew it was all over. He was doubtful going into the weekend. Yeah. Um, but highlights of his... 
double win at Snetterton. I think Snetterton was his strongest round this season. Okay, I've got a slightly different one for me. It's okay. the comeback at Croft to a different chassis because obviously okay. he yeah, had yeah. to. He got written off in the Alton Park accident with Lloyd um, in race three. Came back to Croft with last year's chassis and got a second, a third, and a sixth. Yeah. Um, to be honest, could have probably got a win if he was a little bit more aggressive with Lloyd. Which, yeah, include he, yeah. he also got pole that time as well. Yeah, exactly. So a really good comeback for him there. That was a highlight for me. It's obvious where the low light is, isn't it? It's it's Silverstone, which is so often the, the breaking point for people's seasons. Yep. It all fell apart quickly, didn't it? Yeah, very much so. Um, but only, so like as you say, two retirements across the season, that big accident at Alton Park and a non-classified at Silverstone where he had to go into the pits for quite a few laps to get some bits fixed. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think he'll be a bit disappointed with fourth, but he'll come back again next year fighting. Three wins is slightly less than you'd expect from a Colin Turkin's season, but you look at the way the wins have been sort of spread out this year, it's the top four have had the lion's share, Yeah. apart from Josh Cook, who's who but Thruxton's a cheat code for him, and otherwise wins haven't really been spread out through the field. We've had a couple of years where quite a few people further down the championship have taken a win, particularly in race three, but even yeah. this year, sort of the low, the lowest driver overall who to take a win was 13th with George Gamble. Yeah. Um, and that was a reverse grid. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's an interesting one for sure um, for, for Turkton. Do you think he'll be back next year? Yes. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, I, I think he'll, he's still looking to go for that 5-4, that basically. Yeah. Um, and take that outright, outright lead at the top of um, the all-time list for championship winners. Okay, moving on to his teammate then, Stephen Jelly. I thought this was a really strong year by Jelly. We've given him, well, particularly you, who have given him a little bit of a stick on the podcast over yeah, the, yeah. the time we've been running. have to admit that. I thought this was a really strong season. I don't remember him being involved in anything silly of his own making. No. Um, yes, he's had a bit of bad luck along the way, but that is touring car racing in a nutshell. Took, took a win this year as well, took a further podium. Uh, helped BMW seal the manufacturer's win for the seventh year in a row. For me, it's a B overall. I think when he's got the equipment beneath him in a team like this, you see the best of Stephen Jelly. Yeah, he's he's always looked really comfortable at WSR, and he knows the role that he has to play within that team, mm-hmm. and I think he's really comfortable playing that role. How much towards the end of the season did we say him shadowing Turkington? whether he was slightly ahead of him, slightly behind him, just helping him out towards that crunch end of the season. He knows his role well, and he drives relatively well for the majority of the season as well. But your point there is testament to how good he's been this year, because as you say, he's been locked together at Turkton most of the second half of the season in particular. Yep. Um, and obviously Turkton at that point was fighting for points and for wins, etc. I've been really impressed by Jelly this year. I think he's, I, I don't think he's the strongest on the grid in terms of racecraft, or sheer pace, although I think Jake Hill said something along the lines of that Jelly is the fastest driver he's known, he just can't get the sectors to get together to, yeah. to match it. Yeah. Um, or, or worse to that effect, I might be slightly misquoting him, but yeah. I, I think that there's a little bit of inconsistency to Jelly's driving which holds him back, but this year, very good. B overall, is he back next year? Yeah, I think he has to be. He's almost a, a bit of a stalwart with what BMW want. Um uh, and he produces exactly what they want. I agree with you. I think it's a slight conundrum is that Oliphant was taking a sabbatical for at least 12 months. Could be looking to come back. If you were WSR BMW, would you be taking Jelly or Oliphant? I think you you probably have to go with Jelly. I'd agree. Um, having had a year in the car with the new setup of the hybrid as well, um, he knows 
how to use it, what he's going to expect the car to do, how to work the car with now no ballast on board. I think, yeah, he would be the driver going ahead. Okay, and then BMW as a whole, and this is just Jenny interpreting because Jake Hill, whilst being part of the WSR bracket, is running his own team, Rocket, with MB Motorsport, etc. Yeah. How do you rate BMW as a whole this year? Uh, they've been really solid. It, it's another one on the chalkboard, really. We know what you're going to get when WSR rock up in a BMW, um, and you're going to get consistency, you're going to get wins, you're going to get podiums, um, and very strong reliability, which they've shown. Yep. Uh, it's an A-star from us on terms of their overall team grade. A seventh successive, ma successive manufacturer's crown. Um, only Mercedes can sort of hold a candle <laughs> to that, really. Yeah, it's it's another season of dominance in the manufacturers. I think they'll be slightly disappointed that they weren't closer in the teams or the drivers. However, they're competing, and that's, that's the bare minimum for BMW. The car, as you say, took to the changes really well on the whole. Um, it's interesting that once they made public, they were having no problems with the hybrid system, and everyone just stopped complaining that they started to have problems with the hybrid system. Uh, yeah, that's quite just that's just funny in a way. But yeah, in terms of reliability, as you say, it, it's a really solid team, run really well, and yeah, it's got to be an A star. Uh, moving on to Jake Hill, then I think perhaps the standout surprise of the season in many ways, moving across from what was MB Motorsport in a Honda, yep. uh, sorry, a Ford, sorry, a Ford into a rear-wheel drive BMW, the black and white rocket ship. We didn't really know how he was going to adjust at first, did we? No. Because he's not really run uh, rear-wheel drive, certainly in touring cars before. Um, and going from that front-wheel drive to rear-wheel drive can be a big change, and you've got to be able to adapt quickly. And then on top of that, we had the new regulations coming yep. in of the hybrid and stuff like that. So it was either going to be a year where Jake struggled to get to know the car, or as he did, he would hit the ground running. Yeah, I think there were certainly questions too, was this too big a step up too soon? I think there mm. was legitimate questions about that, but they were put to bed very, very early on, to be honest. I mean, he won race one at Donington, lost it due to... Yes. Due to <laughs> no, but he won it on track, you know. Technical issues. Yeah, he won it on track and then came back to win race three. Yeah. Statement of intent with Colin Turkington at Brands Hatch, where he, you know, went side by side of him in the first lap and caused quite a stir and quite a lot mm. of pearl clutching in the BMW garage. Yep. For all the way to the end, I think was probably the favourite going into the final weekend before a wheel was turned. Mm. Obviously then Ingram decided that he woke up and chose violence and decided that he was going to <laughs> absolutely annihilate that last weekend at Brands, obviously. Yeah. But no, a really, really strong season Hill. A couple of silly errors, I think, probably cost him the title. I'm thinking of the Knock Hill where he overpushed the car a couple of times and lost the chance to take a win. Um, I'm also thinking of... Yes and no, but I'd still say that Knock Hill was his strongest weekend. Yes, yeah. he could have probably had more out of it, but to take a pole, a fastest lap, lead lap, mm -hmm. then a second, a lead lap, and then a second and a fastest lap across the whole weekend was a mega drive. Oh, I completely agree. I'm just thinking, you look at the car, he should probably have beaten Sutton in race two. Yeah. And the mistakes cost him. And that, I mean, we're being super harsh because it's been a it's been a fantastic season for him. Third in the championship, lost out by points being second. Yeah, I think the car was mega. He he really put to bed the, um, what's the word, the limitations that they've always sort of put out about BMW is that it can't perform in the wet or the cold because mm. there's not been a single situation where that car hasn't performed for Hill. Only one time he finished outside the top 20 unless you count the first one due yep. to you know, um, exclusion where he finished 20th in Thruxton round three uh, of the first weekend there 
Otherwise, he scored points throughout. He had a run of five podiums on the bounce. I mean, it's been... Yeah, I think you're right. Knock Hill was a highlight. I think Snetterton was also a highlight where he fought with Turkson, but in a slightly different way, much more fair, much more reserved way of fighting with him. Yeah, certainly at Snetterton, he could have taken it almost to the extreme and really pushed for it. Yeah. But we saw the slightly more reserved nature, which you're going to need to be in that championship fight. And that that's promising looking towards seasons ahead. Agreed. A, a really good year for him from Jake Hill. I think he will be back next year. I hope he's back next year in the BMW. Yeah, I, I fully expect him to be back next year and in the BMW. Do you fully expect him back in the WSR BMW? Yes. Do you? Yes. Because, I'm not sure. Because there's that slight separation between the teams. I think the team that he's got on board there with Rocket and um, Mark Blundell, mm-hmm. I think that combination will keep them where they need to be. My only concern, with my conspiracy hat on, as you know I like to be a bit conspiracy, is that... love a conspiracy. Turkson really didn't help him at Brands Hatch. I, am I reading too much into it? I don't know. But you go back to the Andrew Jordan. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure Turkson likes not being undisputed top dog. And I think he carries a lot of sway in the team about what, where they go. So I wouldn't be surprised if WSR don't back next year and he has to buy that BMW outright. Or I was going to say, if know. that's the case, what, what, what would you see happening? Because he's got to stay in BMW, surely. I think he's got to stay in the BMW, but it might be a case that he has to do something like the car gods have done, i.e. buy the car rather than have it WSR backed. Okay. okay. I don't know. I, I might be reading too much into it, but mm. I get the impression, and you might, you might not do it, but I get the impression they don't overly get on. They don't like it when the apple cart is rocked, do they, at WSR? No. Um, and Hill's done that, and the, yes. way, and the way Jordan did. And Jordan has basically never wants to return to touring cars ever again. But with less contact, yeah. I must add. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I want to see Hill back, and I want to see him in that BMW, because he's doing wonders of it. I just don't necessarily think it'll be WSR backed. Okay. Um, but it's an A... Uh, overall for Hill and it's an A for the team finished 5th overall in the rankings on his own which is yeah. bloody outrageous <laughs> big achievement yeah yeah, absolutely ok moving on then uh, we'll start with the blue and orangey yellow side of Napa Racing or Motorbase rather who are sponsored by Napa uh, Sutton first up got to the final day in a car which I don't think was a title winning car took a load of wins along the way struggled on the final day struggled on the final well. day um, but still managed to feel sec- finish second in the championship. Agreed. Uh, I think his highlight of the year was three podiums at Thruxton, uh, all three thirds, which yep. early on in the in the car's career as well, which is really really impressive. And of course, he'd go on to Alton Park and take a further two seconds, giving him a run of five podiums, which is very impressive indeed. Um, slightly low points that he just didn't have the pace there was a lot of times when he was finishing 5th and 6th and you really felt that was the best the car could do you, you didn't look like he was ready to challenge the next stage it wasn't just his side of the garage that was struggling on that we saw Camish throughout the season struggle with setup and not being able to use the car to fight when he was in a group of cars Yeah. and at times we also saw that from Sutton which we're not normally used to no absolutely uh, but Sutton did end up finishing third, uh, sorry, second overall in the championship, so he's got an A. Is he back next year? Yes, he has to be, yeah, doesn't he? I completely agree with you. Uh, Camish, a slow start to the season. Obviously, the fiery f- start to the season. Indeed, the fire <laughs> at Donington qualifying didn't help. Car troubles throughout, really, and his season was almost over before it had begun, really. Uh, Donington was a write-off. Came back well at Brands Indy to try and get things started, and then Thruxton, another poor weekend. 
up until sort of the halfway point, it was a very up and down um, part of the you know, start of the season for Camish. Yep. Highlight comes at Thruxton, a win and a second. Um, obviously, you could have had a double win, but gave Sutton the second race win, as you'd expect him to do, which yep. led through a 1-2 for Napa. Um, we didn't get any other 1-2s this season, I don't think. No, it's been a strange season. We've seen plenty of double wins yep. um, and stuff like that. But yeah, Camish is the start of the season, sort of like... It, it was almost written on the wall for him with what happened in qualifying at Donington. Team had a massive effort to get that ready for race day, but the car just wasn't the same, and it was a really bad start to the season. I think we even mentioned in the the review for that weekend that that was him out of the championship yeah. challenge almost straight away. Um, but towards the end of the season, he played an excellent teammate. Um, he did, and he did what he needed to, as you say, letting Sutton through at Turkin. Uh, Thruxton to take that win um, just to try and get those extra few points and we saw it at Silverstone and at Brands yeah it's a C overall just because I think we expected Camish to come in and ch- you know, challenge for the title that's yep. certainly what you know, Napa came out early with their driver lineup, and we thought yeah this is going to be really interesting didn't really get off the ground for him some highlights in there some lowlights it's a C overall uh, and Napa Racing won the teams mm-hmm. in a car that I'm not convinced. Obviously, the, all suggestions are they will be ditching the Ford for next year and building their own rear-wheel drive car. Yes, yeah, they, they, they've had a, a mega season coming into it from a point where Motorbase were struggling at points last season. Yep. And they brought in this big sponsorship of Napa. Obviously, came out really early with a mega driver lineup, and we thought, okay, maybe we're going to see something big here. Um, and I think on those expectations... They fell below slightly because both of them weren't up there, but yeah. they still managed to take home that championship. Yeah, it's an A star for the team as a whole. Um, yeah, they've won the team's championship. They've produced a car that was able to be in the title fight. Yep. However, next year we expect to see a Mercedes, an Alfa Romeo, or a Audi are the suggested cars. Mm. Although there's also quite a lot of rumours that they're looking into whether a Jaguar can be made into BTCC spec, which would be mm. very interesting. Always like to see more manufacturers. Absolutely. Um, Let's move to the red side of the garage, and yeah, it's a tell of two halves at Napa. Yeah, a tell of two colours, red versus blue. We'll start with Osborne. Jack Sears entry this year, comprehensively beaten in the Jack Sears. Didn't really get going at all. I mean, you look at the results for Osborne this season, it's just not been pretty at all, has it? Yeah, one point score, and that was in the final race at Thruxton at the third round of the season. So, He's a couple on the verge. He had a 17th at Donington, a couple of 17ths at Knock Hill. Knock Hill was probably the sort of like highlight for him in terms of racing with others and racing within the pack. Only three retirements, so the car has shown that it's fairly reliable. Yeah. Um, but he has got mixed up in a few instances along the way. I think the really embarrassing thing is he's been, been beaten in the overall standings by James Gornell, who raced three rounds. Yes, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, what more can you say? I know, he, he's, it's always going to be a struggle down there because those drivers towards that area of the field, they all want to try as hard as possible. Yep. They race really hard back there, but sometimes that comes as a consequence and then you may not finish a race but equally the car should be way better than where he's finished yes you know i accept he's not gonna be a race winner necessarily but it's too often it's it's 20th it's 20th and lower which yeah and i mean we'll get on to his teammate jackson but jackson's outscored him by 32 points this season which across the season is fairly substantial yeah and 
Jackson's got a C overall. Again, I've not been that impressed. This is the driver that's taken wins, taken podiums, and again, not really looked close to doing that at all this year. Uh, Snetterton was a highlight for him. He raced pretty well there on the whole. Um, took a ninth. Oh, it's also took a ninth, was it? My both. Post. Oh, it was both. You are right, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Also took an 11th at Silverstone as well. Um, for me, that was probably his highlight, where he was actually racing in with that pack. I think Turkent and Jelly were in with that mid-pack as yeah. well for that weekend. Um, and he was very much holding his own. Yes, he got into a few bits of contact. Had a really poor sort of like opening weekend with two retirements um, of the season. But, yeah, I was expecting a little bit more. But knowing what the car was like at the end of the season, I can kind of see why he's down there. Agreed, although, again, I think you look at some of the drivers that have beaten him. Should he be beating, for argument's sake, Smith, Crease, Hand, Moffat, Plato? I would have probably expected them both to be ahead of the Astra. Yeah. This season. Yeah. And if we're going to rate Beavis Apex, or Apex with Beavis Motorsport as a whole, I think it's got the lowest score. It's an E. They finished, the only team they beat in the team's championship was Rick Parfitt's mm. outfit, Upton Steel yep. um, outfit, which, you know, for his respect to Parfitt, isn't a great achievement, to be honest. No, we know how bad that Infinity is this season. We'll get on to Parfitt a bit later. You know, um, to be beaten by... To his, finish below everyone else apart from that is... Yeah. Yeah, it's consider, fairly detrimental. Particularly consider that one half of Hard had Powell and one half of Hard had Hamilton, which who aren't point scorers. Yeah, you know it's not great at all. No. Okay, then uh, they get an E overall. Moving on then to uh, Car Gods with Sicily Motorsport. Uh, Morgan and Gamble debut season for Gamble. Uh, Adam Morgan, we're going to start off with him. C overall. Some definite some definite highs in there as you always expect of an Adam Morgan season. A lot of tales of bad luck. Took a single race win this year, which was the final race of Thruxton round one. Yep. And then took a further podium at the first race at Silverstone. I have to say, quite a lot of the time when you got an onboard with Morgan, you saw he did like to give a bit of a rub. He He's one of those drivers that's been around for quite a while, and I don't think many people sort of maybe realise that. Um, so he's grown up with the likes of Shedden, Plato, um... Turkington to some extent and he's learnt it through hard knocks and I think he's got to that stage where he, he started to show a bit more of that this season um, as long as the car got to the grid yeah that, that's also been a problem for, <laughs> for him and Gamble is reliability of the car I mean I don't know if I'm I don't know if he finished where I expect him to or not I kind of we, we kind of always expect him to be inside the top 10 which is yeah. where he's finished we just I want him, anyway, to just kick on and maybe get in that title challenge uh, one year. Yeah, that was, that was where I'm coming from. Is that Should he be in a title challenge in that car? Arguably, yes. Mm. I'm, I'm slightly surprised he's finished behind Shedden. Okay. Slightly surprised he's finished behind Cook. Okay. I think on paper, the car's better than both of those. Yes, but also we know that that Honda goes well at specific circuits and he's able to maximise that normally. I'm slightly surprised he's finished behind Kamish, given Kamish start to the season as well. So, yeah, an interesting one for Cook. I think a C is about right. Um, his teammate, George Gamble, also gets a C. Debut season, took a win, took a podium, um, and took a podium in his first weekend, which is very impressive indeed. Competed the Jack Sears right to the end as well. Ultimately lost out to Thompson, which isn't a great surprise necessarily. Um, even though Thompson didn't take an outright win. 
Yeah, I mean, it was fairly detrimental at Thruxton for the second time round, where he had two retirements and a 19th, followed by Silverstone, where he didn't score a point, um, which I think is probably the low light of the season and, yeah. and struggling for a bit for reliability and stuff like that. Um, but as you say, that, that win up at Knock Hill, he, he wasn't really challenged. He, he no. won it competently, um, and he's a driver that now needs to kick on from that. We I forgot completely, by the way. Yes. Uh, Osborne and Jackson, are they back next year? Sorry to go back one. Uh, I think Osborne definitely will because father owns the team. Yeah. Uh, and I think we will see Jackson back. Maybe not necessarily there. I don't think we see Jackson back. I agree with Osborne. I think Jackson okay. might have had his day. Uh, Morgan and Gamble both back? Yeah, they have to be. And I think they'll be in that team. Uh, I completely agree with you. And the team gets a B overall. Decent effort in the championships. Um, yeah, about where you'd expect. Perhaps maybe even a little bit higher at the end. Uh, okay, moving on to Halfords with Cataclean. Um, Gordon Shedden, first and foremost, the veteran of the team. For me, it's got to be a B for him this season. Finished inside the top 10 of the championship. Took two wins, which took him to 50 wins overall, I think it was. Or was it 52? Can't remember. But anyway, he certainly reached a milestone this year. Four podiums outside of that. Yeah, um, yeah. There's four retirements in there and another not, or another two non-scores. But uh, I don't know. He, at times he's had an up and down season, hasn't he? I think the car is probably reaching the end of its life cycle. Yeah. I think it's time to upgrade it to the newer shape, personally. Yeah. Um, but I also think that Shedden was involved in a lot less instant this year, given that last year he was a little bit of a wrecking ball at times. I don't think we saw that so much this year. Um, and I thought we just saw a really consistent season by Flash doing what you'd expect him to do in that car. He, he was never really going to be in the title fight for me, I don't think. No. Um, and he's finished. He's not finished behind anybody that I'd necessarily expect him. Maybe, maybe expect him to beat Cook. Maybe, maybe. But then mm. Cook at Fruxton is a cheat code, as I keep saying. So, <laughs> you know, I, I think he's finished where you'd expect him to finish. Really, I think you know, there's a. He's still inside that top ten, top twelve best drives on the grid I think and mm. that's where he's finished sort of mid-pack of that top 12 so yeah yeah, it's a B for Kamish a disappointing season for me for Robot and um, we're giving him a C overall didn't take a win this year only took one podium which was the first race at Croft there was a fair bit of bad luck and when he scored in the first half of the season he generally scored well second half fell apart quite quickly uh, you look at Silso being a low light 318ths which yeah. you know and just the season never really got going for him, did it? Last year showed a lot of promise at times, took a pole. Yeah. Um, I remember last year when we went to Walton Park and he was right on the pace yeah. with Shedden yeah. all weekend. And we thought, oh, hang on. This is a driver that we didn't really see in the Mercedes when he was alongside Morgan. We thought, uh, okay, maybe it's the car. We know, the car. we know the car was coming to the end of its reign. And... Um, yeah, he, he really showed some promise last season. He just hasn't kicked on from it. Um, with Shedden, do we expect to see him back? Yes, I do. I do as well. Do you expect to see Robot back? Uh, um, on this year's performance, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't. But I know he brings big sponsors and stuff like that, so possibly... I don't think he's back at... Might be in a three-car team. Yeah, I don't think he's back at Halfords. Not even in a three-car team? No. Okay. They've done a video this week, haven't they, with somebody doing a test mm. with a Who Is It or a song, Who Is That or whatever. I can't yep. remember what the song is. 
to me, that suggests that they are reviewing options. Yeah. And we know that Matt Neal's got a son, Henry, who has progressed with the TCR series. Yep. Who would surprise me if he gets a seat at some point in the touring cars. That's a logical place to put him. Um, there's also suggestions and rumours, though I don't think it was him in the video, that Jason Plato might have a seat there. Neil also hasn't ruled, ruled out, out coming himself. back. Yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, it'll be interesting to see yeah. what they do over the winter break. Um, as you say, I think the car might need updating. Um, certainly, yeah. I think BTC, which we'll get onto a bit later, um, they're looking at possibly building their own, um, maybe on a different chassis. Um, yeah. But we'll see. Um, and for the team as a whole, it's a B. I think both drivers inside the top 12. Um, they finish around about where you'd expect to be, be in the team's championship as well. Yep. A, a, good, a solid season, if not a spectacular one, I think you'd, you'd put it down to, wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. Okay, uh, Dan Lloyd then, first and foremost, in the Bristol Street Motors with whoever it is, Accelerate and everybody else. Um, a race winner three times this season. Three times wow. a lady. Whatever the, uh, three times a winner. The story of his season yep. was that massive accident at Alton Park. And the redemption um, that followed. And the absolute redemption at Croft with a double win. And it was almost like Mr. Gow had been writing the script for that those two weekends. That was another one-two. I said earlier there was another one-twos. Of course there was another one-two. It was at Croft because Ingram finished second. Yes, yeah, in second race. <laughs> and my apologies for the tape. Um, yes, a, a really strong season from Lloyd, who, to be fair, did a solid job of Power Max last year in a car that was, well, far beyond its sell-by date. Yeah. A decent performance this year. A couple of weekends were left wanting. Knock Hill was a bit of a meh weekend, and there's a couple of other ones where struggled to get inside the top ten. Silverstone, I was a little bit disappointed as well. But yeah, it was it was followed up by a scare towards the end of the season of him maybe not being able to finish the season because of the budget issues yep. from that big accident. Um, but luckily, Bristol Street Motors themselves stepped in and helped him with the rest of the funds. He'd already made a massive effort. We've seen on his YouTube channel. Yep with trying to raise those extra funds. Um, and I think they saw that and were like, okay, we, we can see he's trying to do this. Let's give him the extra little bit that he needs to get him to finish the season. And he paid them back with the win on the final day. Absolutely. Uh, it's a B overall for him. I say some ups, some downs. Um, and I don't expect to see him back next year, unfortunately. I think it's budget-wise. On, on merit, absolutely. Absolutely on merit. But we already know that Chilton's staying there next year. Yep. We all, I mean, we don't know if that Ingram is, but I'd be amazed if he's not. Yeah, same. So, that suggests to me that it, um, that um, Lloyd's going to have to bring a budget. Yeah. I just don't necessarily see Bristol Street Motors putting him up for a full season, particularly if they're already putting up Chilton and Ingram. But do you go... He's won three races this season... Chilton hasn't even taken a podium, which we'll get uh, onto in a minute. Look, if, I, if I was Bristol Street Motors, I would wouldn't I would not be renewing Chilton's contract. No, ahead of ahead of Lloyd's. No, no that's I wouldn't. True. I wouldn't. But but they have done. Yeah. So uh, for me, if it's on merit and ability alone, yeah, Lloyd's on the grid next year, one hundred and ten percent. Yeah. But I I think we will see him in some form. I hope we do. I don't think we do though. Uh, Tom Ingram uh, is an E. Terrible season for Tom. <laughs> don't know what he was playing at throughout. Made up words as well, which is always a downer. That, 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 that's just an F for making up pointsy. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, it's an A star for Ingram. I mean, what was the highlight? Oh, I don't know. Maybe it was the. F- um, oh, I think the highlight for Ingram was the twenty-first. He got a Thruxton. What a great! No, obviously, it's winning the title. Um, 
it's probably the quickest and easiest we're going to do throughout this really yeah what a season bridesmaid becomes bride or mm. groomsmaid becomes groom depending on <laughs> best man because I don't know what the analogy is for a man anyway pointsy season championship winner at last mm. I think a very popular winner as well did everything that he needed to do on the final weekend as well and more we've seen so many drivers going to the final weekend being there or thereabouts and going I don't want to lose points mm-hmm. whereas he went into it going I need to take this by the scruff and actually go out and, and bring it back to be mine that qualifying lap was poetry in motion it, uh, it was brilliant wasn't yeah. it? it the slide he put through as well because <laughs> the thing is that that can so easily end up in the barrier yep. he was Beyond the ragged edge. Yeah. And also, you've got to give great credit to the team that built him that car because he knew how much he could push that car. And all year it was on rails. Yeah, took the most wins over the season. Had two double wins one at Alton Park and one at the final round of Brands. Um, started off the season really well with a win, a second, and a fifth. And we thought, okay, Hyundai have built a really good car here. And towards the end of the season, we saw how strong that engine was as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, a brilliant effort for him and a deserved champion. Three wins in a row. Yep. As well, which is always impressive. Yeah, At the critical point of the season. And the fight back at Thruxton, round one, 21st to 8th to 6th. Yep. Yeah, I mean, a stunning season by Ingram. Do we think he's back next year? Yes. Yes, very so, much so. Yeah, so do I, absolutely. Okay, um, Tom Chilton then. It's a D overall from us. The first half of the season was diabolical. Every weekend he was involved in at least one incident. Outshone by Ingram, which you kind of expect. Outshone by Lloyd, which you with respect don't necessarily expect. Finished outside the top ten. Um, yeah. Beaten by rookie in George Gamble. 15th overall. Yep. Best position of 7th. Yep. Which, you you look at Tom Chilton's career in touring cars, you kind of expect him to pick up a podium or two across the season. Across the season, yeah. Um, but yeah, he, just, he really wasn't at it this season. Um, worst round was probably Alton Park. Yeah. With two retirements on the 20th. What's yes, the Adson did not start at Snetterton, yeah. but that was due to mechanical issues yeah, rather, that's, that's than, rather than others. Um, but yeah, it was... A season to forget for him, I think. I'd argue Thrux around two was the worst for him because he didn't actually have any retirements. He still couldn't get through the field. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, in a car which should have done so much better. Yes. Very much so. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree with you. We do know he's back next year. He's already been announced as there next year, which I personally think is a baffling decision. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. Chilton has had a great touring car career, but I think we can probably both agree is the trajectory is on the downward slope now oh yeah definitely and I just think it's baffling that he's had the contract renewed personally mm. but, but we'll see he might, he might pull something out of the bag next year yeah I mean look on the flip side this is the first time I think since 2019 he's going to start a season in the same team he finished the previous one in yep um, which for stability is, is surely going to be a good thing for him <sighs> yeah we'll see what happens next year mm. I, I can't say I'm excited I, I can't say I am that's fair. Uh, Boutel, he gets a D overall. Missed around, obviously, at Croft due to family problems. It's been a bit of a difficult season for him. Ray from the track, by all accounts. It's been a difficult season on the track as well, to be fair. Picked up a point, which is always good. But, I don't know. He's now into his third full season. Mm. I'm not really seeing the progression I expected. No, especially when... 
as we've already said, we know how well Lloyd can do in the car. Yep. It's got some pace there. And what was really almost critical for his season is the fact that Jiggy stepped into that car at Croft and outscored him in three rounds. Yeah. And it's just... <clears throat> there needs to be more. There absolutely does. I'm with you 100% on that. Um, yeah, it's a difficult season, obviously, but he did have the benefit of being in the same car as he was the season before. Yep. Yeah, you got you get used yeah. to hybrid and stuff like that. But Involved in a lot of incidents as well. Yeah. A lot. I know you expect it to a degree at that end of the field. I accept that. but He did take a Jack Sears win across the season. Yeah. Like one round as well, um, which will probably be his highlight. But was otherwise nowhere really in that competition either. Yep. Disappointed on the whole. It's a D overall. Do you expect to see him back next year? It's a tricky one. I think he probably... Would you like a tweezer to get that splinter at your backside? Uh, yeah. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I think we probably will see him back. I don't think we do. Okay. I think he might go pursue other things. Yeah, personally. I understand that. Um, for the team, it's a B overall. Now, the reason it's not an A is they didn't win a team's championship. And also, the amount of penalties that they took this season was <laughs> slightly ridiculous. And we've, we've spoken about on the Brands Hatch podcast, and we'll probably talk about it in a preview or a how to fix or how to change touring cars. Um, but the penalty system is ridiculous for me in this in this series. They took a lot of point deductions because of it, but obviously they won't give a damn because they've won the um, they've won the the driver's won the title, which yeah. is all they care about. Um, yeah, they they took a lot of penalty points. It'll be interesting to see how that gets lined up next season. Um, but overall, they're yeah, yeah. They didn't win the manufacturers. They didn't win the teams. They took a lot of spare parts. They'll be looked to kick on next season. Um, yeah. and more engine reliability because there seemed to be a lot of weekends where engines were changed from qualifying to the race. Yeah, but on the flip side, I kind of get it because there's no, there's no. Um, disbenefit to the driver so no. let's just do it we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll sacrifice team points if it means that Ingram can get a win Yeah, um, which I think is a problem with the with the regulations as they stand I think that we do have to give Hyundai and Bristol Street Motors incredible credit for building such and Swindon and Swindon for building such a beast of a car and it, Swind- yeah. Swindon lost the contract for being the, the Toker engine this year mm-hmm. who moved on to M Sport and Cosworth and they've gone, right, okay, um, who who can we build an engine for? And I've gone, yeah, okay then. Yeah. Uh, and it's a rocket Monster. ship in a straight line. Monster, isn't it? It's, but it, the thing is that there's no obvious weakness to that car. Because you, you see, you know, take BTC, for example. We know they've got the grunt, but in high-speed corners, the chassis means they are yeah. so good. Yeah. There's no weakness to this car. No. They've built... Yeah, I think a lot of the drivers said that at the end, of the, particularly the way Ingram dominated Brands Hatch, is that when you when they bring a package that complete, you can't compete with it. No. And that's that's complete credit to them, what they've managed to build. I think we saw at Silverstone just, you know, they might get closed up a little bit in that last complex, but the power and speed and drive they had out of the corners onto the straight was just crazy. Yeah, and they've they've beaten rear-wheel drive yeah. effectively this season. To the, the first time a front-wheel drive championship has winners since I can't even remember when. No, no. 20, it's got to be Flash, isn't it? I do love it when I'm right. It was indeed Flash 2016, where he won it in the Honda Civic Type R. And you have to go back to 2010, 
uh, where a front-wheel drive won it. That wasn't a Honda, and that was Jason Plato in the Chevy Cruze. And to be fair, he dominated that season as well, didn't he? Yes, he did. Um, so, absolute credit to Hyundai this season. Yeah. I think that's the best car all round I've seen probably since the... Oh, I'm going to go on record and say it, since the Integra. Ooh. I'm going, I'm going record. Oh, okay. All-round all package. All the way back in 2006. All the way up from the all-round package. The, the Honda Civic Type R's were brilliant. They were. Don't get me wrong, they were brilliant. But as an all-round package, and I'm, I'm look, people have different opinions, but I think as an all-round package, that Integra was, was fantastic. Oh, yeah. You know it was fantastic. I just don't Plato see... Plato knows it was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't see an obvious weakness in this Hyundai, whereas I can point out weaknesses in these other cars that are on here. Okay. Fair enough. Moving on then, on to the next team yes. and drivers. Well, it's Paramax, um, and it's first up, it's Michael Kreese, who we're going to give a uh, C to. Yeah, yeah, he's he's had a decent season, coming back into it from a year out as well, yep. into a car we thought, it's got to be the end of that li- lifespan of that car. But Probably. there were some surprising performances this season from it. Um, yeah, most notably for Crease, probably he was Thruxton yeah, two. Yeah, about to say uh, Thruxton one. Thruxton one. Yeah, better better results at Thruxton two, mate. He scored three race win, three three race wins, three three race wins, three points finishes at Thruxton. Oh no, you're right. They are slightly better. Yeah, no, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Numbers. Three three top ten performances yeah, okay. at um, race two or Thruxton race two, um, and we were pleasantly surprised by it as well. Ashhand. Also took a couple of Jack Sears wins in that car as well. Um, but yeah, Crease slightly underperformed, I think, especially compared to his teammate. And it's always your teammate that you've got to beat. Um, yep, absolutely. And that's why he's five points behind him in the championship. Um, the same number of non-finishes. Um, but yeah, I think Ashhand has done... Better than him this season, considering he is a um, rookie as well. Oh, agreed. Hand gets a B from us because there was a couple of bits of bad luck where he was could have perhaps had a po- maybe even a podium. Yep. Um, some fantastic efforts by Hand this year. Some really good racing as well at points as well. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a C for Crease. It's a B for Hand. The car needs replacing. It's a C for the team as a whole. The car needs replacing. It's yeah. not good enough anymore. Yep, I can't remember how long has that Astra been here now. Ages, because Cook used to race it. That's going and back. Goff. Yeah, that's going and back to Rockingham. Tag, yeah, is they, like yeah, don't know, but they, they, I think they do need to update it. Um, do you expect to see Crease back next season? <sighs> uh, yes. Okay. I think he brings in a lot of fans. Yeah, yeah. And I think as a commercial aspect, he is brilliant for a team. Yep. Um. He loves being out on track. As long as he's got the right sort of budget to bring with him, I think he's a good option for a team. I think he's a great option, but I don't think he's back. I think he'll go try something else. Okay. I think I think that it's been a very trying experience for Cruz this year. There's been a lot of instances he's been caught up in. I think there's a I think there's a question mark about the standard of driving further down the grid. I don't think he's innocent by the way. I'm not saying he's no. clean, he's caught no. but I think there's a I think there is a very real question about the sound of driving back at that part of the grid. Cro- Croft was a weekend for him to forget, wasn't it? Well so was Brands ending up on his roof. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, for an no fault of his own on that one. I mean I do remember on our way back from Croft that we actually caught him up. 
yes, the white hopes, yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> which, yeah. which meant that he left rather sharpish. Yeah, no, it's been a really difficult season, I think, for Chris. I just wonder whether he'll want to try something new where he can actually race because unless he gets the, a car where he can race, mm-hmm. I think he'll think, what's the point? I'm just going to get be bashed about every weekend. I wonder if he'll um, look towards Porsches. Obviously, he went off mm-hmm. to do a couple of Porsche Supercup races that follow the F1 um, circus around. Yep. Maybe he wants to drop onto the same touring car package and, and be in the Porsches that are coming in. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes back to Ginetta either. Okay, fair enough. I wouldn't be surprised. But we'll yeah. see. Look, I want him back on the grid, but I could completely understand if he goes, do you know what? Yeah. Uh, as for Hand, I do expect to see him back. I think there is yeah. unfinished business with him, particularly in terms of the Jack Sears, so I think he'll be looking back on that one. Uh, right, BTC next up. We'll start with Josh Cook, the figurehead. It's a B overall. I mean, the highlights are obviously Thruxton, where he goes very, very well indeed. And Brands, where he took a double win. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a what-could-have-been season. As it so often is. Yeah, it is, unfortunately, for Cook. If that car was consistently good at the tracks that it really struggles at, I'm looking at Croft. Yes, he got a reverse grid podium. I'm looking at Knock Hill, where yeah. the best finish was eighth. It's just too Snatton. many finishes where it's from 8th to 15th. The problem I think Cook has is that car is great at front wheel drive tracks and appalling because the thing is with the Hyundai going back to that just briefly where the front wheel drive sorry where the rear wheel drive cars dominate the Hyundai still goes well at so it's it's not a case, it's a case that they won't win. You look at Knock Hill. The Hyundai gets out of trouble because of the power. Yeah, you look at Knock Hill and you look at Snetterton. Two tracks to favour the rear wheel drive cars overall. Yeah, Ingram still scored points and good points in all three, all six of those races. Yep. Whereas you look compare that to Cook, and he's nowhere in comparison because the, the limitations of that front wheel drive car at rear wheel drive tracks are humongous for that particular car. Yeah. And that's why he's not in the championship, and that's why he struggled so much. And that's why there are rumours of possibly BTC looking to build their own engines. Yeah. Well, they've got to, because the, the, the one supplied by Cosworth... M-Sport. M-Sport, for me, hasn't worked. Yes and no. There's always going to be teething issues in the first season. Yep. Um, and they they need to get that balance between engine reliability, reliability of the hybrid, mm-hmm. and then performance in the middle of that. And I think in the first season of that, you're always going to be cautious to try and keep the performance there and the reliability and everything together. If they went for all that performance, you're going to really suffer on reliability, especially engine side. But I think the problem is that I think now if you want to compete, you're building your own own engine. Yes. Yeah, no, I agree. We've we've seen how well WSR have done, how well... Normally, Halfords have done yep. where they've had Neil Brown engines yep. built for them, yeah. And we've seen how well now Hyundai have done this season, having had their own built, yeah. So, yeah, as I say, I think the problem for Cook is, yeah, the, the, the limitations of that car at tracks which are real drive or power circuits are so that he can't compete in that car. It's a B overall for Cook, it's a decent season, it's a top five finish again, but I, I, there's points this year. I mean, his interview at um Brands where he'd won the teams. It was very odd, wasn't it? It was a very subdued interview on the BTC um, app. It was a very weird. I've never seen him do an interview like that before. No, it was really weird, wasn't it? He was very downbeat, almost very sarcastic. Very short and um, 
Pep Guardiola-ish. <laughs> guarded in his responses yeah. almost. I, I just want to get this interview done out of the way and I'm going home. Yeah. Because he, he was done for the season. Yes, he'd taken home the independent trophy and lovely. He He's won. But it was quite sarcastic about that, I thought. Yeah, like, exactly. Know. It's not the one he wanted to win. No, 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 I know. But, so, you know. I think he's always going to be let down in, on that fact. Is he back next year? Yes, I think he is. I think he is, but I don't think he's with BTC. No. Cook Sport are doing a lot of stuff in the background of another series, and I wouldn't necessarily be surprised if they set up their own touring car team. I think it might be a few years in the making yet, because of the other yeah, yeah. avenues of motorsport that they're trying to get into ahead of next season. But, yes, I think it could be a possibility in the future. But I also don't necessarily think he's a BTC, although I don't know an obvious place for him to go. No. Nor do I. Unless he goes across to Halfords. Mm. I don't know. Toyota? <coughs> yeah, Toyota could work. Yeah, that could work. Him and Butcher would be yeah. a really solid lineup. Yeah, maybe him and Hill could run two BMWs together. Possibly. Anyway, uh, Plato, he get the final season for Plato, obviously, it wasn't mentioned at all for any of the coverage this year, but Plato, his final season. Plato is allegedly retiring, unless the manufacturer comes to him and offers him a three-year deal, which, <laughs> I mean, there's a possibility of Toyota. Oh, uh, yeah. But I think it's unlikely. I mean... You look at the manufacturers, is Bristol Street Motors Hyundai going to give him one? No. Is um, Halfords, who, aren't, who might be a manufacturer, giving him one? Possibly. Possibly. Is WSR giving him one? No. Is Toyota giving him one? Possibly. Unlikely. Unlikely, yeah. So I'd say he's not coming back. No. We'll get that bit out of the way first. For a swan song season, it was, and one last dance, it was just a disappointment. It was a non-event, wasn't it? D for disappointing. Yeah, it's got to be one podium, which was good at Snetterton, to be fair. Yeah. But. Probably the highlight of his season, Snetterton. Um, We thought, okay, maybe Jason's back for the remainder of the season we're going to see a real fighting finish and then it tailed off didn't the, it the thing is you can take the point I made about Cook and the car and times by 10 Cook can get around and drive drive around the issues to a point because of his ability and where he is in his race car career Plato can't it's as simple as that anyway no. it's as simple as that um, Edwards gets for me a D didn't push on in the way I thought she was going to this season took points raced well at times but also involved in a lot more incidents this year it felt Yes, um, she certainly needs to keep her powder dry. Um, Gary li- Jackson always seemed to be going to the steward's office. <laughs> a little more often, and as you say, only one points finish. Mm. Um, and outside of that, there's a couple of 17s. Did take a Jack Sears win. But I would like to have seen more points finishes from her. And at points during the season, as you say, she raced well. And we yep. thought, okay, maybe she's on the up. And then there was a little mistake, and she dropped five places which you're always going to do if you make a mistake in that part of the grid again though you can take the thing I said about Cook and almost times by 20 for Edwards who's still you know because she's in that development of you know her yeah. second full season and she's driving a car which has severe limitations yep the only thing you would say is that the tracks where the car does go well she didn't particularly go well and make the most of it necessarily you could argue you look at Thruxton where she did um, yeah didn't do at all well at Thruxton no and I mean, the only other track that they did well at was Brands Indy, which where, she where Cook point. got double win and Cook got the point. But also where Edwards took her point and raced well, 18, 15, 17. Yes, exactly. But I mean, you look at other missed opportunities, you might argue. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I expect to see Edwards back next year. Yeah, so do I. Although I think so part of that does depend on the Cook's days. Because obviously, not because mm. he will get her the seat, but they are good friends. And Very I, good friends, you yeah. know. 
I just wonder if that will be a, a factor at all. But mm. I expect to see her back. I hope to see her back. Yeah. Um, BTC as a whole, we're going to rate them as a C. Cooked, ouch on the car. Yeah, limiting factors with the car. Yeah. And just hope to see a bit more from them. But they did still finish sixth overall. Yes. Beating Car Gods, Toyota Gazoo, etc. So some good wins in there for themselves as well. Okay, moving on then to the hard side with Auto Bright and Journey Hero. Uh, Bobby Thompson first and foremost. He gets a B. Jack Sears winner. Took a podium. To me, it's a high B though, eh? I thought he was brilliant this season. And I think would have taken a win at Brands Hatch had the car not packed up. He was very cross about that, wasn't he? (laughs) Understandably. I think it was a win. I really do. Um, Yeah, obviously got that podium fairly early on in the season at the Brands Hatch Indy. And then again was running really well at Brands Hatch GP. Um, A few niggles along the way. A couple of retirements. Um, Thruxton, one, wasn't particularly great for him. Although he did take some points there. You expect um, in a hard car, though, to a degree, don't you? There's going to be yeah. some niggles along the way. Um, but we're certainly the best of those hard drivers. Oh, we'll and at times outperformed probably the performance of the car. Yeah. very. Uh, if he wasn't in the points, more often than not, he was in and around them. Yep. A very good season by Bobby. I think he'll be back next year. He certainly deserves to be back next year. I wonder if he'll get a promotion. We'll shall see. Hmm. Wouldn't surprise me. No, it wouldn't surprise me either. Uh, there's some rumours on the rumour mill that he might go to BTC and be Plato's replacement. Okay. Which I think would be a deserved step up. Yes. But we shall see. Um, Aaron Taylor's... Actually, no, we'll go to his teammate first, sorry, which was uh, Powell. Um, it's an E from us. Yeah. It's it's always going to be difficult coming into a season, not having done the first round, jumping into a car that you don't know in a championship that you've never raced in before and then that has new regulations yeah. and... And then missing three rounds. Yes, exactly. Um, but throughout those rounds that he was there, we never really saw improvement. We no. never really saw racing from him. No, because he was so far off the back of the pack. We never exactly. saw him you know, racing. Absolutely, you're right on that. And, you know, his highest finish was a 22nd. Sorry, 21st. My apologies. Yep. It's just not good enough. I'm, I, no, I, I, I don't think know. he'll be back next season. No, nor do I. I just um, don't think there's been any... And this may not be the style of racing that he he is akin to. No, I'd agree with you entirely on that. And the team overall gets a C. Um, yeah, it's hard to judge when you've only really got one driver scoring points for you. Mm. Um, they did finish, to be fair to them, in the top ten teams with you know finished ninth and comfortably ahead of Laser Tools Racing. The the best of the rest, really, outside those yeah. big teams yeah, that we expect. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, Aaron Taylor Smith then, who's on the side of the team Yazoo with Safu racing. Safu. Safu. Uh, yeah. At times, he showed some really good promise this season, he especially did. at the sort of like final couple of rounds. He was in and around Bobby for most of the weekend. Yep. Um, and I thought, okay, this this is the Taylor Smith that we're kind of used to seeing, but there was disappointments through the mid season, through yeah. early season. It started really well. At Bran, uh, sorry, yeah. yeah, Donington, and it finished pretty well at Silverstone, and then everything in between was either fairly decent or appalling. <laughs> it yeah. was, yeah, a lot of bad luck along the way. Hard seemed to have a real problem getting that car switched on in the opening couple of laps. Yeah. Which by which point you then got to fight back through the field, which is yeah. difficult, um, particularly if you're down that end of the grid anyway. It's a C overall for Taylor Smith. I think we will see him back. I think he suits hard. I think he fits their yes their brand quite nicely. Um, yeah, I think he's it's a difficult season, but I think on the whole it's a C. We'll see him back. 
teammate Nick Hamilton, he gets a D overall. That we know the limitations of the car. We know it's difficult to learn the car in new height, in new rules. But then you have to bolt on a load of extras to, so you can drive the car because of, you know obviously Nick's condition. It's always going to be a very difficult season. Um, there were you know decent parts to it. A 19th he scored, which is the highest of the season um, in the opening round. A few too many retirements at the end of the season, but I think to be honest that. This was treated a little bit as a test season for next year in many respects, with getting used to the new regulations, the car, the, the modifications, and trying to find a way to make it the best modifications possible. There weren't too many times this season where I saw him got him, him causing incidents. No, no. Yes, he got caught up in a few and was the innocent party as such, which I think is accounting for some of those retirements towards the end of the season. Yeah. But he wasn't the aggressor normally which is always good to see yeah do you think we'll see him back yes I think we will so do I and I think the team gets a D overall yeah moving on to a team that I think perhaps surprised us with how bad they were this season um, was Lays Tools Racing and we'll start off with Moffat who race winner last year took a pole last year really came on last year with, mm. with um, obviously Ash Sutton alongside him it's funny what confidence a uh, British Touring Car Champion alongside you in the same team with a brilliant engineering network behind you can bring and then it's really even more obvious when he leaves though he did still take a podium he did yes which was a clear highlight which is Alton Park Race 3 yep look the car has been cursed this year with mechanical problems but the second half of the season in particular everything that could go wrong did go wrong yep. the hybrid never worked at all which Snetterton, Thruxton, Silverstone. Yeah. Six retirements, all no points scored. It was just like that that wrote the season, really. But to his credit, almost got a point from double retirement, going back through the field for his 17th. Yeah. Finished 16th, going back through the field from retirement. Like, yeah. Moffat is a, I still think it's a really good racer. Yeah. I think he's a real talent. I just think that the car he's had this year has been a, a dog. At, at Brands, when I went up to Brands, I came back and said that that car looked impossible to drive. Yes, we 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 know how bad that Infinity is. Parfit's made some interesting comments about. Parfit has certainly made some honest comments yeah. about it. Um, and the wider issues he's had this year, to be fair, yes, not yes. all car related, but um, yeah, yeah. And it's a car that we thought probably last season may have been past its best until Sutton stepped into it and yep. <clears throat> took a championship. And then this season is just reinforced the fact that it's probably done. Yeah, Moffat gets a C overall, as you say, a highlight with a second. Some points scored along the way, finished on the season on 69 points, 18th overall. Yeah, not where you expect him to be, really. Uh, and Patterson, the debut for him, rookie season. Look, it's difficult to judge him in, in such a poor car. Some absolute flashes. Took five yep. points overall, which means he, he beat people like Sam Osborne. Yep. Edwards, Boutel. You know, people that have been in the championship before. It's his qualifying at Brands Hatch for the final round was superb, and if Cook hadn't punted him off, who knows where we could have finished. Yeah, as you say, he's shown some really good aspects of driving as well. Mm -hmm. Yep. Being competitive when he needs to be. Um hasn't normally caused too many issues himself. Mm -hmm. Um has been caught up in a few, unfortunately. Yes. Um, and as you say, when the car is not there to work, it's really difficult to work with. Agreed. The team gets a D overall. The, the car was bad, but I mean, so much went wrong with it. It was ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. Moffat back next year. 
Yeah, it's his team. I think he'll be back. Whether it's with that car, I very no. much doubt. <laughs> Which is why I don't think Patterson's back next year. Okay. Because I think they'll go back to a one-car team and get a new car. Interesting. I think Patterson might be back. Um, I think he's shown enough promise. No, I, I agree. I think he deserves to be back. But I just think that there's no way they can run that late, that Infinity next season. There's no, no way. No. So, given how expensive everything is, mm. I wouldn't be surprised if Laser Tools, who seem to have broken the hard partnership to a degree as well yeah apart from um, Parfit this season the, the laser tools didn't seem to be particularly hard related um, I just think budget wise they might go down to one car fair enough we shall see but I certainly think Moffat will be there whatever oh, agreed yeah yeah I think they'll go back to one car which would be a shame for Patterson uh, the team gets a D overall as we said Rick Parfit on his own of Upton Steel um, the car wasn't great he couldn't get to grips with it it's a shame because I was, we've not seen the best of Parfit in this championship. Um, he's used to real drive, so he got into a real drive car. Just that that real drive car, he might as well been driving a chessboard for all the good it would have done. The fact that they didn't have any pre-season testing in that car, yeah. they were struggling to get it to even turn on. Yeah. Um, going into Donington opening literally. weekend. Yeah, yeah literally. literally. Um, and there were signs of him racing really well yeah they were we could see his enjoyment when he was allowed to race and when he got the chance to yeah um and he he's been an incredible character oh, yeah. for the uh for the paddock um but yeah from his sign off at brands he's I, not going back he's, he's not coming back no. um he's got his fingers in a lot of pies why, why would you though you think of the budget it costs to get in this sport yeah exactly and he spent all that money and he can only afford to buy a car like that why would yep. you bother yeah you know um the team gets an e just there's a lot that was said by Parfit afterwards. So the team as a whole, this is I don't think they gave him the best equipment to show. No, the best. not not the best opportunity. Um, right, last team then, and it's Toyota Gazoo Racing. We'll start off with Rory Butcher. Second half of the season was superb. The first half was solid. Um, I think that if we if if Butcher can take the second half of the season to next year, he will be in the title hunt. Yes, so do I. Only one retirement across the season, yep. and that was the opening round. He took, in that sort of like first half of the season, took three podiums. In the second half of the season, he took, what's that, uh, a win and five other podiums. Four podiums on the bounce. Yeah, four podiums on the bounce, and in the final six races of the season, he didn't finish outside the top four. Final nine races of the season. Yeah. It's, Sorry, it's, nine rest of the season didn't finish outside the top, top six. six yeah. Which is a mega effort. Yeah. And if we'd have seen that anywhere near the start of the season, then we we might be looking at a different champion. But that, that form won that form won Ingram the title, let's be fair. Yes, exactly. So yeah, absolutely. Um, Butcher gets a B overall for the season as a whole. I think his driving standards were much better this year. Wasn't involved in any real incident I can remember. No. Um yeah, and if you can take that car and that style into this next season. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see a real, I think, title contender in there. Uh, Ricky Collard, um, a season of what-ifs, really. Had two podiums taken away from him due to a uh, start-line infringement and then a push-to-pass move, which split the paddock, depending on whether you were an old-school driver or a new-school driver. Yep. I still think it was the right decision, but there we go. Yep. Um, yeah, I think that it was a good season for Ricky. He said he's not coming back, which is a bit of a shame. Some bad luck was sprinkled in there as well. Um but yeah, I think that it was a it was a good season for Ricky on the whole. He he got used to the car by the second half of the season. Yep. He certainly had more point scores um, there. Um, 
yeah, he, he raced very much like his dad at some times. Fun to watch, though. Yeah, it was fun to watch. And yeah. showed some good pace as well. Yeah, and some good moves as well. So C overall, we know he's not coming back, and the team gets a C overall because they had about 50,000 points worth taken on <laughs> due to penalties. Uh, they had four penalties. 70 points, I think it was, in total. They had taken off of them. Yeah, crazy numbers, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah. That rounds off the, the, the main roster of drivers. We're not going to give overall grades to uh, Gornel, Oliphant, or Bordley, but just quickly... Uh, Gornell, 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 Jiggy, Jiggy. Yeah. <laughs> Back next year? I think I, yes. I don't think so. I yes, think, he showed okay. really well at that one weekend, but I think budget is going to be an issue for him. I think Hard might pick him up. Okay. Or he replaces Butel. Okay. So that's fair enough. I can understand that um, replacement of Butel, but I don't think the budget is there for a whole season for him. And I think Bristol Street Motors will be looking for someone to take a whole season. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, Oliphant? No, I think he's still going to be out in Oz, sunning no, it up. Uh, I would agree. I think he might. Yeah, I'd probably agree with you on that one. And Carl Bordley? I think he's back. I don't. He's got two licences. He he's has back. got two licences. And I think he was almost like testing the water this season to see in what way the championship was going to go, how the cars were going to work. He had one real opportunity to get behind the car or behind the wheel of one of the cars this season and two was unable to compete at Croft real (laughs) he withdrew from all three events at Croft didn't he so yeah um, yeah I think he might go okay maybe it's not the one for me and he might try to either run a team or move the licences on no I think we'll see him next year okay I think he's got one more go left in him fair enough and the fact that he owns two licences gives him a lot of yes ability because because yeah. if we do get to the realms where teams start to run three cars he can literally bolt onto any two car team potentially yeah which we've seen happen in the past yeah we could see him become the third car at Halfords I mean realistically you could see him become the first not realistically but potentially you could see him become a third car at WSR if you wanted to <laughs> uh, could you imagine but it's possible yeah anything is possible so, um, especially when you're holder of licence exactly exactly yeah. Okay, that sums up the drivers. Let's go into our awards for the season. Um, and then we'll talk a little bit about predictions. And I think then we're pretty much done. So, I mean, driver of the season is obvious, isn't it? I think that's uh, agreed on Ingram. Although, I do want to give a shout-out to Hill, who I think surprised a lot of people this year. And I thought was a real breath of fresh air for the championship. Yeah, it's a, it's a style of driving we probably haven't seen in since Ash Sutton came in Super to take days, his, yeah. his first championship. Uh, and it, it was the big, bolsterous moves and not complete disregard, but almost go, yeah, I respect what you've done so far, but I don't really care about it. And I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to yeah. race through where I want to race to. Um, and he certainly uh, stuck it to Colin at the start of the season, didn't he? Agreed, absolutely. I think, yeah, shout out to Hill, but Ingram has driven an inch-perfect season, really, hasn't he? Let's be yeah, honest. pretty much. The only retirement he had, um, I can't remember what happened at Thruxton, but obviously Alton Park, he was caught up in the instant yep. right off Lloyd season. Um, so, yeah, it, it, Ingram, superb season for him. Uh, your villain of the year? Uh, it has to be laser tools and that infinity. Um, from going and being a championship-winning car last time out, yes... You had BMR with Ash Sutton there, and those two seem to go hand in hand wherever they go. We've seen it this season with him taking a second in the championship. It was 
What's one just below catastrophic to see the fall in that car? It it, it was just it was a monumental downhill Decline, slide yeah. for for them. Yeah. Um, and I think it will signify the end of that car. They've done Liverpool. Yeah. I wasn't going to gloat, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mine is Apex Racing with Beavis Morgan, and I'll tell you why, and I'll do it in a couple of words. They were beaten by Yazoo of Safu.com Racing. Yeah, in the Teams Championship. Now, if you were to if you were to look at the paper and say Taylor Swift and Hamilton, and Jackson and Osborne, who scores more points? It's Jackson and Osborne, isn't it? Yeah, you'd think so, wouldn't you? And they wasted one of the best liveries I've seen for a long time because we didn't see it at all on the television. Uh, to and, be unless fair, it was in the field going back. To be fair, they tried. <laughs> they very much tried with the retirements of the <clears> final <throat> weekend. Um, but outside the top five places or wherever the championship hopefuls were, not many people got covered that weekend. Not, not just that. No, I meant throughout the season. It's a, oh, okay. I, I love this livery. Black and red is a great yeah, yeah. racing set of colours. Yeah. And it was wasted because unless they're in a field going backwards, we didn't see them at all throughout the season. No. It's a real shame. No, that is true. And yeah, you just look at that the car, the drivers, and it's been a really poor season. Has no, I agree with you on that fact. Um, who is your surprise good of the season? Oh, it has to be Dan Lloyd. Has going, to be. Yeah, going into the season, I did not see Dan Lloyd winning a race, let alone three. Yeah. And to win the three that he did, coming back from obviously that accident at Alton Park, which we've already mentioned, for a double win at Croft, and then just to top it off at the end of the season, that little cherry mm-hmm. to go, okay, I take home the final race as well. And to win two on merit, i.e. not reverse grid. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not trying to do down reverse grid wins, but to, you know, he's won those two at Croft without the need of reverse grid, no. which is crazy. And, and at yeah. Croft, he qualified second. Yeah. So Nearly costing him a championship by not moving over, but that's, uh, <laughs> that's by the by. Uh, mine's Butcher. Um, I thought we saw a real different side to Butcher. Almost a matured drive this season from Butcher in yeah. many ways. Um, and I think if he continues that style, I think the days of Braun over Brains is done in touring cars. Yeah. We've seen championships won with Braun in the past. Yeah. Not Braun GP, but, you know. Um, I think those days are done. I think now Clever Racing will win you a title. Mm. I think Butch is shifting towards that style now. Yeah, it's, it's very much about the season rather than the, the race. Yeah. Um, and I think he's finished... Higher than I thought he would in the championship, to be honest with you. Okay. I think he's beaten people I wouldn't necessarily expect him to have beaten. Yeah. Um, and the second half in particular was, was phenomenal. And I think that, yeah, there's a, there's a shift in Butcher, which I think will put him amongst the championship contenders next season or the season after. Yeah, I mean, him and Cook, I think, are the only two to uh, not score in just one race this season. Okay, then. And you're bad. Surprise bad of the season. <clears throat> Probably Robottom for me. Yeah. Um, and this this is mainly based off of what we saw from him last season. And we saw a, a man that was high on confidence, mm-hmm. was able to race with the best of them as well, and keep pace with Shedden, a former three-time champion. And this season we just haven't seen it. And there have been too many incidences, too many retirements... And to only take one podium this season was a bit bit of a letdown, really. Yeah, and similarly, mine's Plato. I mean, you know, it's not his fault the song and dance was made about his final year in the touring cars, necessarily. No. It was always going to be a bit of a you know, a, a song and dance, given his status in the sport and the fact he's no longer going to be in it. But, that said, 
it was a dreadful season. One podium. Other than that, didn't look at all at the races. Went out with a whimper, I'd, say, I'd argue. Yep. And it's not the legacy that he necessarily chosen for himself. He wasn't a bow out of high. It was the phrase, you've a dire hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yes. And that's kind of how the season ended for me. Um, it's a shame because he is such a an icon of the sport. If you love him or hate him, that's up to you. But you can't argue his longevity and his iconous, if that's a word, of the sport. He's become a figurehead of the sport. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he's pushed it forward into yeah. to new avenues as well. Yeah, um, completely politically incorrect, completely... You, know, you don't know what you're going to get from him in an interview. Is it going to be broadcastable or is it not going to be broadcastable? <laughs> Steve Ryder <laughs> nearly fell off his chair with some of the comments Plato made in his brief you know, words in race three at Brands Hatch. Yeah. We've seen some phenomenal championship battles of him. You think of the Muller, the fight, well, not the fight on the podium, but the, the frosty podium with yeah. Muller. You think of the fight in the pit lane of Neil. Rockingham. Be yeah. careful, Jason. You think of, <laughs> if you could turn Neil around at the bombhole, you think of, you know... The stuff he's given us over the he, years. He's always been, if not centre attention, there or thereabouts for yeah. the last 20 odd years. And to go out like this, it's quite sad as much as anything else. Yeah, you always like to see people go out on a high. Um, and I, he would have loved to get to those 100 wins. Yeah. Um, whether he's three off or two off or one off, it depends which camp you're in. Um, but yeah, I was... I was expecting more of a fight from him this season. Agreed. We will be doing a Jason Plato podcast um, in the future, looking over his mm. career in the British touring cars. So we'll pick up some more about there. But yeah, he's my surprise bad of the season, particularly given the car. I know we've talked about its limitations, but you look at what Cook achieved of it and you just think Plato didn't make the most of the chances he had. Yeah. I think to Thruxton, where he was put on pole on the reverse grid, race round one of Thruxton, yep. and completely... Messed it up. Fluffed it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that is a season review. It is. Um, please let us know who you think your driver of the season, villains, surprise good and surprise bad are. Whether you agree with our grades or whether you think something different, um, always let us know on social media. Um, and Hashtag be kind. Yeah. And as you said, we'll be back with a couple more podcasts before the end of the year. Um, looking into champions of the season um so ingram thompson cook um and a little sort of like coverage on the teams as well and you can't forget the wingfoot award who can forget the wingfoot award <laughs> we also have as you said a plato podcast and we will endeavor to try and get you a marshall's podcast as well uh, special thanks go out to them this season they been through sort of like thick and thin always need to be there for us to all enjoy and go racing um, so a big thank you to them as well echo that and we're also going to be looking at um, ways to improve or change touring cars so do feel free yes. to drop us your suggestions what would you like to see changed or what works well doesn't have need changing obviously the hybrid is one don't bother mention messaging us <laughs> with that we know you know the fact that 75 of that horsepower goes into the a blue light is a problem rather than actually giving any extra power <laughs> yeah yeah we know the hybrid is an issue but yeah any other changes let us know what you think we need to do to change the the touring cars and we will mention it on the pod when we come to do it yeah we'll put a post up sort of like maybe a week before try and gather all the comments yep. together and maybe make a a top five of things to to be changed oh no 
I've got 50 odd. Oh god, okay, right. <clears throat> it's going to be a full novel, apparently. <laughs> you know, that, that soapbox that uh, is in the corner there, that is coming out. <laughs> oh dear. We hope you've enjoyed the season, um, and we look forward to the shenanigans that are going to go on in the off-season, yep. and what new cars we might see, maybe new teams, maybe new drivers, um, how it's all going to shake out going into 2023. But we will sure be back with you. Bye for now. Remember to subscribe, follow and also share our podcast for more touring car updates. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook by just searching for BTCP, British Touring Car Podcast. And you can also contact us there or on our email at btccpod at gmail.com. 